You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast Monday episode. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. Singh. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up on the show, we are going to hear from Blake Griffin. Why are we going to hear from Blake Griffin? Well, OU played UCLA this past Saturday. Russell Westbrook showed up. Trey Young showed up. I think Buddy Heald was there. And there was a lot of talk about Thunder basketball in the press box. So the changing culture, how Thunder continues to change the culture of Oklahoma and it becoming more of a basketball state. We'll hear Blake Griffin's comments on that. In segment two, I'm going to get the hell out of the way, let Mo Cheeks take the floor. If you haven't heard his basketball induction speech, it is a tearjerker. I dare you to make it through the entire speech, which wasn't very long. It was only eight minutes long without crying. And quite frankly, I can't add a whole lot more to what Maurice Cheeks had to say. I don't want to screw it up, so I'm just going to let you listen to that speech, especially if you haven't had the opportunity to check it out. I feel like I'm doing you a service. And then finally, what did Tony Parker have to say about the San Antonio Spurs as far as him not sticking it out with the Spurs? Also, Devin Booker and Lou Aldang. Why it's really good to be Lou Aldang today. All that coming up on the podcast. My name's Eric G. I've been covering the Thunder for five years now. I uh, work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City. I can also be heard on the Oklahoma News Network on Saturday, talking college football on Saturday game day with my co-host Randy Renner. Um, If you like what you hear, I would encourage you to go to LockedOnThunder.com, check out our videos, check out our our, our, our archived, yes, I know since they are archived, but our archived podcast And what else? Credential member of the media, if I haven't already said that, and uh, very proud to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This past Saturday, OU's hosting UCLA. UCLA, primarily a basketball school. OU, primarily a football school. But because UCLA is in town, that means Russell Westbrook's got to show up and wear his UCLA Bruins jersey. That was his own Bruins jersey with a big gold zero on the powder blue and Westbrook on the back. Trey Young shows up wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey and everybody's excited. I mean, that was just as big on social media as anything the football team was doing. And in the press box, there was a lot of talk about Thunder basketball on Friday. People double-checking when training camp was supposed to start. A lot of talk about the starting five. Sneaker Reporter was up there. Cliff was up there from the Associated Press. So there was at least a contingent of people who covered the Thunder who were there, which is one of the reasons why the conversation came up. But on a college football Saturday, just think about this for a second. On a college football Saturday, in a college football crazed state, in a football crazed state, basketball was stealing some of the uh, social currency, the social, I don't know, just, just the social talk. Enough of it was centered around the thunder that it made me think it's like, yeah, things really are changing. It's not just an opinion that I have that my son's generation, and when I say my son, I'm talking about my youngest son, Alex, who's nine, 
and whose entire fourth grade class don't know a world without the Thunder. I'm not just talking about them, but now it's everybody. Everybody has some dose of Thunder fever. And of course, if the Thunder stay good, we're all going to have Thunder fever. We're all going to want to know what's going on, who's coming, who's going, who's being traded, who has an opportunity to come to Oklahoma City. All that'll still be good as long as the Thunder are winning. And when they lose, that'll be the real test to see if it's a Thunder state, which I think it is. I think when they lose, you're going to see people here go absolutely nuts. And they won't just turn their back on this team. They will demand change, and they will want to see it get good as quickly as possible. And eventually, we're going to go through that downtime. But right now, we've been spoiled as a fan base. Still, it's good to see the smile on people's face when talking about the Thunder. My dad who could care less about the NBA, wants to talk about it now because he'll watch the team, maybe not for 82 games, but he'll pop in for 50 or 60 or so throughout the year, and then he'll watch during the playoffs. And he's never really watched professional basketball before, never understood my love affair with it during the early 90s with the Knicks or the late 80s with the Lakers because it just didn't appeal to him, but now it's starting to grow. I mean, around, just to give you a sense of what Oklahoma is, you see old men wearing Thunder hats. You you normally don't see, like, older white dudes wearing NBA hats. That happens here in Oklahoma City. Doesn't happen in Dallas, because the NBA is pretty much considered a young man's sport. Doesn't happen probably in Los Angeles or Boston, because it looks weird. But dudes that look like they would work on a farm wear Thundercaps. And just to know that everybody's excited about training camp getting started and the two seasons of college football and the NBA overlap enough to, if you wanted to ignore the NBA until December, you could get away with it and be fine, but nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to see what Billy Donovan was had. And it was thrown out by sneaker reporter. I'll give Travis credit on this one. He said this is a crucial year for Billy Donovan, or he said this is sort of Billy Donovan's do or die year. He's on the hot seat. I don't agree with that because this is Billy Donovan's first year to have a core group of players who are coming back to this team, and Billy gets his opportunity to perform. So I think Sam gives Billy at least a couple of years to figure out if he can make it work with the bunch that he has. All that being said, the state of basketball in Oklahoma has never been better. You've had OU go to the Final Four in the past few years. You've produced a kid like Trey Young. Oklahoma State looks like they're on their way back. And then again, there is the team that we talk about here on this podcast, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder, who, if everybody stays healthy, are going to make the playoffs this year and could be set up to finally make another run in the playoffs. And all this, Blake Griffin talked about when he came back to open his Griffin family performance center aka the Blake or the Griff down in Norman at OU's campus uh the the state of basketball in Oklahoma is, to me has never been better um it's just the awareness I mean it, it, it this is a football school um and, and it, it it will be for a long time because of their everything they've accomplished and, and you know rightfully so but um that doesn't mean that, that basketball can't take that next step and and you know, be mentioned every year as a team to, to possibly win a championship. And uh, I think what Coach Kruger's done and, and what we tried to do is lay that foundation. Um, you know, we, we've had successful teams in the past, but, um, you know, it starts with, with something like this and it starts with, 
it really starts with Coach Kruger and what he's done and, and everything, and, and hopefully this is just a tool to help them get to that next, that next level. The other thing that's so great about Thunder basketball now is you can just go anywhere, and somebody's going to ask you, like, if you're wearing a Thunder, Thunder paraphernalia, people are going to ask you, Thunder gear, people are going to ask you, what do you think about coming up this season? And it just never stops. It's 24-7, 365, and everybody right now is just chomping at the bit to get this year started because the overall feeling in Oklahoma City is that this has a chance to be a special year. And by special year, you're making a run to the playoffs, sending a message to Golden State, and possibly making the Western Conference Finals. And if you don't do that, it's the year after that that could be really fun for Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I get out of the way and let Mo Cheeks take over. If you haven't heard it, it's Mo Cheeks' Hall of Fame speech next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's the Locked On Thunder podcast, and don't forget to check out Locked On Sooners, which has just been published as well. We talk a lot about Rodney Anderson. There's a lot of Lincoln Riley audio, some Kyler Murray stuff. We get into the Iowa State quarterback situation. It's Locked On Sooners. It's out now. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Alexa and check out all the other Locked On podcasts that we have. Friday was the uh, bat, the ceremony, the induction ceremonies for the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, and Maurice Cheeks, assistant coach for the Oklahoma City Thunder, finally getting inducted for all his years in the NBA, all his contributions, not just on the floor, but off the floor as well. And I'm going to play this for you now. This is Moe's Hall of Fame speech, and you might want to go ahead and get out the Kleenex. First, I want to congratulate all the other inductees. I'm honored to be in the same class with you. Being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame is something I never dreamed of. It's kind of surreal. I am humbled beyond belief as I stand here knowing I did not get here on my own, and I have many people to thank. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Robert Taylor Holmes, 5266 South State, apartment 308 to be exact. Give it up, Chicago. <laughs> Living there taught me how to interact with all kinds of people. It taught me to look out for others, and they did the same for me. I'll never forget the Crockett family and the Lloyd family and countless others that helped shape me while living there. My life has been a string of small moments that led to amazing experiences beyond my wildest dreams. William Dice was in the out here tonight, teammate of mine at DuSable High School, who was one of the best and recruited by all the best schools. William could have gone anywhere, but he told Coach Ecker that we'd only come to West Texas State only if he took me, a shy, skinny kid who was not heavily recruited for basketball scholarships. So I must thank William. It was his urging that led to my basketball career. I 
I also want to thank the Taylor and the Solis families. You see, there was an all-star game being played in Las Vegas, and you had to get voted in. Well, they organized a party, convinced all the people to vote for me, and that's how I got to play in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Billy Cunningham and the Sixers saw me play. I am grateful for Billy. Very grateful for him. He was the type of coach I never wanted to let down, but I did one time. Early in my career, it was, I was having a terrible first half against the Knicks. I had gotten the ball stolen twice, and right before halftime, it was stolen again. Nobody wants that, right? I went to the locker room, sat with my head down. A couple players walked by and said, you'll be all right. You'll be better the second half. Then Billy walks by, stands by my locker. I think he's going to say some encouraging words. Instead, he says, I got to find me another flipping point guard. <laughs> Those words stunned me, but that was the last time he ever had to say anything like that about me. <laughs> Playing for the Sixers in the city of Philadelphia was another moment beyond anything I could have dreamed. I had some amazing teammates. Can you imagine, as a rookie, and the first person you see when you walk into the gym is Dr. J. I remember almost turning around and walking out. <laughs> but he greeted me with open arms, taught me how to be a pro, how as a player to conduct myself, and that meant a lot to me. Thank you, Doc. Andrew Tony. The way you played helped me be a better player. Nobody knows, but you helped me be a better player. Then there was Moses Malone. God rest his soul. We didn't win a championship until we got him. I had the best veterans also. Bobby Jones, the late Caldwell Jones, and Henry Bibby. You guys showed me the way, along with so many others. Over the years, I've had many reasons to thank the Lord. Two of them are my beautiful kids, more and Eddie. Who have turned out to be two amazing adults and beautiful people. I'm proud to be your dad. I love you both. To my brothers, Mark, Moses, Mark, and my late brother Marvin. I know he's up there smiling. Moses and Mark, you guys are the rocks of our family. You take care of our mother every day with so much love. And that is not lost to me, that all that you do. You both know we showed everything from food to clothes, and I share this with you as well. I love you all so much. Charles told me not to cry. But I'm about to talk about my mother right here. She's, she's done a lot. <laughs> my very first coach. 
Mama Cheeks. <laughs> Every night when the street lights came on, the whole block could hear you call out our names, one by one. Moses, Marvin, Maurice, Mark, you better get up here. <laughs> and she said it was so much venom. <laughs> this was one of the many ways you were protecting us. You are amazing. And I am grateful for who you are. I am humble because of you. Most importantly, I still have my hair because of you. <laughs> oh, boy. This is, this is great, isn't it? This is great. <laughs> there was nothing you wouldn't do for us. I feel the same way about you. I love you so, so much, Mother. And lastly, thank you to the committee for thinking enough of my contribution to the sport to select me for such an honor. I cannot think of a better way of celebrating 40 years in the NBA, my 62nd birthday. Thank you, and God bless. The great Maurice Cheeks. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And coming up next, we have breaking news on Devin Booker. Not that you get to do that a lot on a podcast, but we do have it. And why sometimes it really isn't about the money. It's all right here on LOT. Please listen to the Locked On Sooners podcast. We published them both today, not to make you choose, but we figured you could listen to one on the way home and then listen to one maybe later tonight before you go to bed or one before you go out tonight and the other one when you come home or one on the way to work and then one at work. It's Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Find all our podcasts at LockedOnPodcast.com, at Stitcher, at Alexa, at Google, and at Apple iTunes. And uh, please rate us five stars, and uh, we'd be very appreciative of that. So Devin Booker is out for six weeks now. That became official just a few minutes ago. He had had some problems with a ligament in his hand, which means he'll miss pretty much all of training camp. And that young Suns team, which needs to come together quick, um, is not going to have that opportunity, at least in training camp. But DeAndre Ayton should get an opportunity to sign. And I look for that team to be just deadly in the next couple of years. As long as Devin Booker gets better and Ayton turns out to be the player that everyone thinks he's going to be, the Suns could be a force to be reckoned with in the Western Conference. Also today, Lou Aldane, congratulations. He signs a one-year deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is on part of the set. This is also on top of the seven million dollar buyout that he agreed to with the Los Angeles Lakers. Actually, it's a little more than seven million dollars. But to be Lou Aldang, 
Somebody doesn't want you, they pay $7 million to not want you, and then you get another two or whatever from the Timberwolves to sign. You're living a pretty good life. You're winning at life. And so is Tony Parker. Tony Parker telling Pro Basketball Talk, actually he told a podcast, and I read this today on Pro Basketball Talk, that the whole reason he signed with the Hornets is because all the Suns or the Spurs were offering him was a chance to be an assistant coach, and he still wanted to play. So the money was about the same, which is right around $5 million. But for him, it was all about playing, proving that it's not just about the money. And Tony Parker falls into that category like Carmelo Anthony does, where, hey, I still want to play. I still believe I can prove at a high level, and I will go someplace to show the world if I have to. So now... I don't know. I've never really been that big of a Tony Parker fan, but now I'm rooting for him. If the guy wants to play, I hope Tony Parker has a tremendous year this year and at least gets to contribute some to the Hornets. And he also said the call for Michael Jordan didn't hurt at all. That wraps up today's podcast. I'm Eric G saying thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are locked on thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.